A very warm welcome to this World Game Changers podcast, where your host, Paul D. Lowe, embraces many crucial conversations that compassionately contribute towards creating a better life and world. Paul's intention is very simple, to help get people's inspirational insights and motivational messages out into the world so others may benefit. Hello, listeners, and welcome to this World Game Changers podcast episode again. And I say again because I'm joined by a gentleman from the United States of America. On a previous episode, you may recall, we, we spoke about the impact of podcasting. Andrew Lenzo. Andrew, a very warm welcome to you, sir. It's a pleasure to be back. Thanks, Paul. And uh, what we thought we'd talk about on this one is maximizing messaging and messages. And so what that really entails, I suppose, in, in one word, Andrew, does it not? Is that what we might call marketing? I think that's a great way to describe it. Mm. How do you get your message out there? How do you share it? Um, and who are you trying to share it to? So just so we're clear for our listeners here, Andrew, are we talking here specifically in the context of podcasts or are we talking generally around, as you say, getting our message out, messages out to millions? Well, podcasting is one part of that. It's a great way to get your message shared, but we're going to take a bit of a step back and look at the entire field of marketing as a whole. Podcasting is like one branch on a tree. We're going to look at all the branches today and see how podcasting plays into that tree. Okay. So let me come at this from a kind of, um, well, actually, let me play a little bit of devil's advocate here, Andrew. Andrew, I don't know anything about marketing, and I've got so much to say, and, and you know, not just so much to say, but I feel that I could add value to, to people's lives, but I don't know where to start. Help me, please. <laughs> well, the first thing that you should really look at is uh, what is your strength? Do you like to be on video? Uh, do you only like to be on audio? Uh, do you have the bandwidth to create that content to get your message shared? Or do you need somebody to create it for you? There are so many different ways that you can share your message in today's day and age. Um, obviously, the internet is a huge place. Um, there are a ton of free platforms that allow you to share your thoughts and share information that can be valuable to somebody uh, looking for your services or just looking to hear from you. So you can do plenty of things. Uh, one of the things is creating a podcast, um, sharing your thoughts through podcasting. Uh, that's one of those branches. Um, another thing that you can do is short video series on YouTube, um, sharing those through social media as well, or even creating blog posts or short articles to share with your audience that provide value to what an issue that they're trying to solve. Mm. But I suppose, I mean, I'm going to quote something that I've heard, and I don't know, but I've heard it sort of at least semi-consistently, that video is the way forward. You know, people prefer videos uh, because it's quick and they haven't got to read through emails or whatever it is or, you know, content blogs or whatever. I mean, does, does that hold water, Andrew? Is that true? Absolutely. I think there's still room for text only. But video is definitely the way moving forward. Um, if you think about it, uh, the two biggest search engines, in my opinion, um, statistically, they're Google 
And then the second one that people don't think of as a search engine often is YouTube. Uh, people use YouTube more than any other platform besides Google. And people use it to search for how-to videos. They search to learn more about certain topics. Uh, when I was first starting out, I Googled a lot of basic marketing videos on YouTube, uh, basic how-tos. Uh, YouTube's algorithm and YouTube's search feature works just like Google's. Um, you type in certain words and topics pop up around what you've searched for. So getting video listed on there is another great way to share your message. Mm. Yeah, I mean, certainly from my own point of view, I'm, uh, I think I'm getting better with the video. But, you know, for those of us, it, this is an interesting one, Andrew. Do you know, do you ever feel, can you resonate with this, that I, I speak to so many people that they've got messages to share. They want, but they kind of don't want to be on camera or they, they want their stuff to get out there. But they don't want to be the kind of they want to be the unsung hero, I suppose, is what I'm, you know, they want their, their name, you know, dim. They don't want to be out there overtly. Look at me, everybody. Listen to me. But they'd sooner tell somebody, Andrew, Andrew, do you know if I tell you about this, this theory I've got about life, will you share it on my behalf? <laughs> you know, do you come across that much? Oh, absolutely, Paul. I see it so much. There are so many people that I talk to off camera where we have such an authentic conversation and they're so calm and so relaxed. They have a really good tone. They're really great at getting their point across. But as soon as I put a video camera in front of them, they stiff up and they stumble over their words. Mm -hmm. I think it's such an important skill to learn, especially for somebody who is that outspoken to just be yourself in front of a camera. Just pretend like it's not even there. I'm going to just flip over to a tangent. I'm going to make a, a statement now, and I'm going to own this statement, listeners. I'm really, you know, um, at, the, at the risk of playing doubles, I'm going to force an opinion here. I'm going to, <laughs> really going to kind of sing from the rooftops about this. I'm, I'm all ears. I <laughs> believe, Andrew, that brands and, and people, let's forget the branding because that makes it sound of, you know, business in corporate but forget that. But the principle is there that, Things like this are built on the back of, and I'm going to use a word that's thrown around like confetti these days, in my humble opinion, authenticity. People are no longer fooled the way they used to be. You know, they see straight through things. People connect to people. You know, that old cliche of word of mouth is the best form of marketing. And, and I absolutely stand by that organic, slower, agreed, but more quality driven way and the social media and the digital marketers, you know, metaphorically attack me Andrew, and say, you don't know what you're talking about. Have you seen the power of social media? Yes, I am. But I also know the power of human nature and it's far more powerful. Or, or is it Andrew, any thoughts around that? Shoot me down in flames, if you will. <laughs> I somewhat agree. I feel like you can, have a successful business without being on a social media platform. But I do think that having a social media presence can increase your visibility and it can bring, as from a business point of view, it can bring you more profits. The other thing to remember too, is a lot of the people who run these marketing campaigns and run these advertising campaigns, we're all sort of in this bubble 
where we're sharing our ideas within these companies that we work for and with other agencies and you know other people who are providing similar tools that you know help us create the content that we need to create so when a trend comes along like let's say a, a social media platform like tiktok starts to become more popular a lot of us jump on that bandwagon so a lot of the times i do agree that or i feel that those platforms can be a bit trend driven results are not but i still feel like it's it's genuinely important to have your voice out there and have it as accessible as possible because you never know which platform your customer is going to come from right mm. maybe bob has a facebook account maybe he doesn't have a tiktok account but joe might have a tiktok account and not a facebook account but they both might be in the position where they have you know they have the need for what you're providing. Mm. But the advice I give anybody who's just starting out trying to get their name and their brand built online is look at the amount of resources you have and the amount of time that you have to put into it. Obviously your business comes first. What you're providing comes first. And I totally agree that, you know, the value of your content and the authenticity of your content needs to come first. But you should also be looking to build that platform. And it doesn't have to be every single social media platform. If you only have the time to do one, build one. But if you have the time, if you have the resources, it's important to share among as many markets as possible and really diversify the possibility of people coming to, to your show, to your business's website, uh, to your own personal page, etc. Mm. So there's not, there's no, there is definitely not one size fits all. I mean, obviously, I'm, you know, I'm speaking from a certain age demographic, and you know, biased towards that. Do you know what, Andrew? Meet me, meet me in St. Louis, and let's have a cup of tea and a slice of cake, and we'll, <laughs> you know, what's it? Uh, we'll, we'll have a chat, and we'll put the world to rights. You know that <laughs> some would say old school approach. But it, I suppose in many respects, is this a fair statement to say, you know, social media versus a word of mouth? Is that a kind of a bit like the hare and the tortoise metaphor? I mean, or is that not a fair comparison at all? I think in that case, they're both the tortoise. I think you have to have both. Mm. It's really about just making yourself as accessible as possible. It's so hard for companies and startups nowadays with such a low budget to do this because you really have to have multiple ways to bring in customers as a business or to bring in listeners as podcasts. You need that in-person interaction. You need to go to conferences. You know, you need to have coffee with people that you meet on the street who are looking for what you're providing but you also need to have a social media presence and then strictly business. You also need to have, you know, that traditional method of, you know, cold calling people and pitching people, your idea. Mm. There's just so many different ways to reach people that, you know, everybody is in a different position. Like in your case, you would prefer meeting people one-on-one. -on -one. Mm. which is great. In my case, I would prefer meeting someone one-on-one. -on -one. 
in somebody else's case, they might prefer to attend a conference or event to look for what they're looking for. In another person's case, they might just want to be scrolling through social media on their feed and find what they're looking for there. Yeah. Everybody's different, but a lot of the times we've, you know, we all have the same need and we're all looking for the same product. We're just in a different place. Mm. And it's really up to the company to be able to reach everybody on those different platforms and really share their message. So, you know, we're led to believe that obviously there's certain things that hacks that can be done, you know, algorithms. And I don't think you can hack the algorithms of the platforms, but there's certain things that you can do, isn't there? We've done all these various platforms to, you know, get a a little bit of an advantage. Let's just say that. So I'm led to believe. Um, To what degree, Andrew, does that then substitute for content i mean you know i can remember years ago there was a cliche content is king uh, which i thought was a bit of an abstract one well, what if a, what if a lady's writing it you know but anyway that's that's semantics but is that still is that still true does that still hold water that content is king i believe so i believe that brands today are built around people I think it's more and more important to build your company around a person. One thing that people tend to forget is, especially if you're a company starting out, you know, your company's logo, what it represents is the employees behind it. It's not some mystical thing. Brands like Nike and you know, Doritos, any of those bigger name brands that have been around for years have identified that. But if you're just starting out in your business, a lot of the times you really just have to play into who you are as a person and really showcase that you are this company that you're selling. Mm. And as far as content goes with that, it's important to really showcase your personality in that. So if you're writing a blog post, you know, not being as technical, but, you know, using your little wordisms and, you know, adding your social media feed into those, uh, adding podcast episodes where you're speaking with your own tone and your own voice is really important. So I believe content is still king, but it needs to be a bit more personalized. Mm. You know, another thing on top of that, companies that are big enough will hire people to do that work for them. So like take for instance, any sports team. So I'm a huge hockey fan here in the States and Canada. It's such a big sport. Um, I am, I'm a huge Red Wings fan for Detroit. I love watching Avs games in Colorado, but every single social media account on that team is run by a person. You know, it's not the head of the company running that account. And their job is to be as relatable and as connected to their fans as possible. So the head of the company could be completely disconnected from the fans, but as long as they hire somebody on that platform to connect with the fans and to post the right content, Mm. it can work and it can be engaging. Personally, I, I don't like that approach. I really like a company's culture to be authentic and you know, roll from the top down. 
But as you're scrolling through social media and you're looking at brands, it's something to keep in the back of your head. A lot of the times their goal is to get you engaged. You are the customer yeah, and they are the business. So one of the things uh, in business generally, and certainly from an entrepreneur's perspective is, you know, the, I'm a massive believer in this, Andrew, is to have a mentor, somebody to guide you through the, the confusion, the choppy seas of, you know, uh, of business, of entrepreneurship. Does that principle apply equally, do you feel, in social media? I mean, you alluded there to having somebody to do your account, um, for example, you know, professional agency. But if not, because, you know, I mean, generally speaking, and of course we shouldn't generalise, but, you know, they're not, but, you know, what kind of return on investment do they give? And I, and I ask that as a question of myself, because I've invested quite a bit in the past. And, you know, nobody's ever given me that categoric, you know, return on investment. You know, OK, listen, I'll pay you X so long as you give me three X ROI, return on investment. But nobody can do that. They, they seem to hide behind this. Well, you know, there's no guarantees. Oh, there's a guarantee that you'll provide your invoice at the end of the month, though, isn't it? <laughs> You know, um, or am I being cynical? Well, I think there's um, there's two differences in marketing, right? Uh, and it's so hard to value this, especially if you're just starting out. This took me years to learn, but they're building your brand. You real you're not going to get a direct return on your investment from that. It's going to come from indirect sales that you're going to get from customers staying in your company and uh, other methods, right? Mm -hmm. But direct marketing, if you're running like search engine optimization ads, if you're posting blog content to certain people and you're able to track the number of clients that you brought into your business and how much money that's made you, that's really how you can track that return on investment. I think it's definitely important for somebody in marketing to understand that value to a business. I know that's something that I focus a lot on. I track all of the analytics. I track uh, any client data, any um, client data that has come in for that company from my services. You know, if somebody's paying for a service, you want to make sure that they're making that money back and they, you know, and it's worthwhile for their efforts. Mm, yeah definitely definitely yeah it's um there, there is there, as, as i've said uh, previously there is no one size fits all silver bullet you know easy solution is there you know one of yet again andrew one of the uh, terms i was um was brought up on in a marketing context is marketing is all about testing measure there's no guarantees there's no absolutes do you, do you still think that prevails today as much as it ever did yes and no i think some of that can be tracked ahead of time uh, marketing is one of the highest turnovers in the industry uh, has some of the highest turnovers in the industry so a lot of people will hire a marketing firm on average for about three months before they go a different direction. I think, I think the direction we're heading in the future, if we're not already there, is having multiple platforms to market yourself, whether that's somebody creating blog posts for you, uh, editing your podcast for you, 
or posting to your social media. Uh, personally, I feel like the future is really companies dabbling into five or six different companies and making sure they're exposed on all platforms. So when the podcast views go down for a month, you still have a presence on social media that could be performing higher. Mm. That's really where I see the future of it moving forward. But for a company just starting out, when you can only afford one or two platforms, it's a difficult decision. So it's a lot of trial and error, but it's a super important thing to have that marketing presence online to bring in customers that you don't already have mm. and have that pipeline built for the future. Yeah. And an interesting word, listeners, the word customers there, because I look at the context of world game changers now as a not-for-profit, we're still, you know, to do our work, we still need to generate income. And so, you know, Put, you know, put dollars, euros, pounds on the table, so to speak. So we do have customers. We have internal customers, our volunteers, our directors. They're, you know, in many respects, they're internal customers. So we still need to attract that, um, that quality, you know, that commitment, that, that innovation, you know, with our ambassadors, with our patrons, you know, irrespective of what the label is. So it's an interesting one. And I suppose that's where, from my own point of view, Andrew, it's that no like and trust, you know, yet again, an old marketing phrase, isn't it? No like and trust around getting to know that person. Will they really fit in with, you know, what would, you know, the ethos of the organization? I couldn't agree more, Paul. It's just, it's so important to remember that companies are made up of people. Mm. And Finding somebody that you resonate with, um, going back to our conversation yesterday, finding somebody that, you know, you can have a day-to-day conversation with goes such a long way, regardless of the product that they're offering you. Mm. If you can get along with the person, there is a better chance that your communication is going to be open and any problems that you're having or anything that's performing really well, you'll be able to communicate about and ensure, you know, the highest performance possible for what you're paying for. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. So um, I want to ask you this, you know, we've, we've mentioned a few times, Andrew, about content is king. Um, has there ever been a phrase where content is queen? Cause I want to bring, I want to sort of level the playing field here to our, uh, you know, to our more feminine energies out in the world. Content is queen, listeners. I'm, yeah, has that ever been coined before, Andrew? It hasn't, but I think we're going to coin it here. <laughs> I think the two men on the podcast are going are gonna to coin it for all the women in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So content is, um, is key. Let, let's sit in the middle. Let's be like a politician and sit right in the middle. Content is key. <laughs> so well, I've, you know, I've got the devil in me tonight, haven't I? Um, with that, Andrew, from your point of view, you know, a message, a real message, what, what would be your one message? I've kind of, you know, yesterday when we did the elevator pitch, you know, right, Andrew, 30 seconds, bang, what is it? I've kind of... Well, we still have the elevator pitch at the end, but I'm, I'm heading towards. So it's a double entendre. We're going up the lift twice now. So 
this first one, what would be your key message to people listening to this podcast, Andrew, in terms of wanting to get their messages out there and, you know, in that, in that proverbial 30 seconds? Think about the person that you're trying to reach. Think about where they're at online and then reach them. That's the easiest way to put it, or the clearest way to put it. Look for, know who you're identifying with and who you want to reach, who could really use what you're offering, whether you're creating a podcast episode, whether you're creating a short film or a video, who, who would really benefit from seeing that? Where are they at? Are they on social media? Are they on YouTube? Are they going to come to your hometown theater, like a short, like a small 50, 50 seat theater to see what you're showing, figure out where they're going to be. And then the hardest part and the part that when people do it successfully, they succeed is just do it. Okay. I want to invite you in, Andrew, to share your contact details. How can people reach out, find out more about you? Well, so you can find us at 303media.net. Um, I'm also on LinkedIn, um, Andrew Lenzo, but I'm not on any other social media platforms outside of that. So that is the best way to reach me. It would be a little bit embarrassing, Andrew, after this conversation. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is. We have... We have company social media pages. Um, you can find that all on the website. Um, yeah, that's, that's the best way to find us. So is it a service you offer for organizations, for individuals, Andrew, you know, your company to, you know, basically guide the digital marketing, give advice, support? Um, do you do that kind of thing? Absolutely. We do plenty of consultations. Um, I'm a big believer in pointing somebody in the right direction. I don't like to sell when I first meet somebody. Um, I just like to listen and hear what they're trying to accomplish. And if it's something we offer, um, definitely put it on the table uh, to offer our services. Otherwise, I'm happy to point anybody in the right direction. So. Mm. Superb. Yeah. So. We've talked about the specifics. So this is the kind of, you know, the, literally the elevator 30 second final sort of uh, knockout question, so to speak, Andrew. So we've spoke about things um, in a more general, uh, in a specific marketing context, but I want to be a little bit more personal now, if I may. You know, so I've asked you to share a message around the marketing thing and, and you've done that. So thank you for that. But I want, to, I want to kind of get to know Andrew, the person, more now. And I want to finish that, Andrew, by saying, share as a personal message. I want you to forget all about marketing. Forget you've even come across it. You know, let us get to know Andrew, the person. What's your message to the world? How much time you got, Paul? I know. I was <laughs> <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um. I guess the one message I would say is um, be yourself, uh, be kind, and always be empathetic. Uh, you never know what somebody's going through in their life, uh, what they need to succeed. I feel like so many people in this world are really left out 
left out of certain opportunities just because of the wealth that they're born into or the place that they're born in. And personally, I feel like you should just be empathetic and always give somebody a chance. You never know. Uh, I think people, people surprise me all the time. Um, people always blow me away with just how creative they are um, and how talented they are, even if they're not in the field that, you know, you think they would be producing the best content in. So um, the best content creators that I've come across in my life are working full-time jobs in completely different industries. So always be empathetic, always listen, and always give somebody a chance. Great advice. Great advice. Thank you, Andrew. So there we have it, listeners. Andrew Lenzo from the United States of America. Hope you've enjoyed that insight into, into marketing. And, you know, it's been, a, it's been interesting for me to come from my dinosaur perspective of, you know, let's ban social media. We, we can only, in fact, you know what, Paul, it wouldn't surprise me if you brought back tin cans with pieces of strings in between as a way of communicating. And, or even sending pigeon messages between um, Spain and the, the United States. I say that tongue-in-cheek, listeners, or maybe I don't, but anyway, either way. So all that remains now is for me to sign off by saying, remember, the world is changing. How will you respond? Thanks very much for listening to this World Game Changers podcast episode. Hopefully you found it interesting and helpful. Drop a line to paul at worldgamechangers.org with any thoughts or questions you may have, and he'll be more than happy to respond. Remember, the world is changing. How will you respond?